Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. Glad that you're here. Those of you who are joining us in the room, those of you joining us online, we are glad to worship with you on this, uh, this first Sunday of the new year, the ninth day of Christmas, I think. Merry Christmas to all of you. Still, you know, it's 12 days of Christmas, right? So we're just on day nine and, uh, and enjoying the first real snow of the season. It's hard to believe that waited until, until the new year. Uh, we like to begin our services with this greeting that Christians have been using for pretty much as long as they've been Christians. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. We believe that's true, that the Lord meets us here when we gather together to worship him. So let's bow our heads and let's pray to him as we begin. Thank you, God. Thank you for the chance to worship you, to to come in out of the cold and snow, and to to gather together around the warmth of your love. Uh, God, we pray that that you would warm our hearts, uh, that, that you would help us to know that we are loved by you. It's an amazing thing to think that Uh, Not only is there a God who's behind all of existence, uh, a a God who created us and and who gave us life, but to think that you actually love us enough to come to us in your son, Jesus Christ, to enter into our brokenness, to meet us right here where we are by your Holy Spirit today. Thank you, God. Thank you that we don't have to try to get your attention or shout or scream or anything like that. Uh, God, you are just waiting for us to turn to you, to give you our attention so that you can speak. And so, God, that's what we do today. Uh, We turn our hearts and our minds toward you. And we pray that you would meet us here in the songs that we sing, the prayers that we pray, and in the scriptures that we read and listen to. And and even as we gather around the table of our Lord Jesus, God, our desire is to meet with you. So would you help us to do that? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you'd like, let's stand and sing as we begin. Good morning, everyone. I'm glad you could join us. We are not alone in this thing. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. treasures that fade are never enough then you came along and put me back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing My failures and flaws, Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Cause the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's Better than you, oh, there's nothing 
turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, oh, there's nothing. No, nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you, oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing. No, nothing is better than you. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Amen. Tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Well, shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there's shown a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled When low above the earth Rang out the angel chorus That hailed our Savior's birth Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. In a lonely manger
the humble Christ was born and brought us God's salvation that blessed us Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. One more time. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Amen. This is the time of year that I kind of dread. It's like that after Christmas lull. People start putting away the Christmas decorations. Things go to like muddy and slushy and gray instead of all lit up like we're used to. But in between now and, and, and Easter, this is that time where we can, we can draw in and reflect on Christ is here. He's come. It's now on us to keep that spirit alive, to keep it going, to keep that encouragement going because without us, what hope do we have in the world?
bow your heads with me? Let's pray. God, it's true. Uh, we need you. As we move into this new year, we want to be clear about that. <laughs> we, we might have our own hopes, our dreams, our aspirations for what we hope this new year might hold. As we're, we mentioned, coming, coming off the joys of Christmas and, and moving through the sludge of, of winter. As we think about this new year and all that we might hope to accomplish, God, we, we want to acknowledge first and foremost that we depend on you. We need you. We want you to be the one who shapes our dreams and our, and our aspirations. And whatever we hope to accomplish, whatever good we hope to see in our lives, God, we, we're trusting you for that. We're depending on you. You are the one, God, who helps us to, to leave guilt and shame behind us as you forgive our sins. You are the one who makes new life possible. And, and by your Holy Spirit, uh, you're the one who is able to, to guide us on a, on a better path in this coming year than, than the path we might have walked this past one. God, we depend on you for life, for health, for strength, for every good thing. But thank you. Thank you for being a God we can depend on uh, to be gracious and loving, to be good. We don't have to wonder if this year you're going to be as good as you were last year. We don't have to wonder if today you're going to like us uh, and tomorrow maybe not. God, you are faithful in your love for us. And you have shown this consistent, faithful, um, never giving up love. You've shown us this in your son, Jesus Christ. In your willingness to enter into our, our cold and broken and messed up world. Where our sin against each other, against ourselves, against your creation, where, where our sin had brought death, you were willing to enter right into the middle of that. To conquer sin, to overcome our sin, to overcome our death, and to bring us life and hope, to shine your light into our darkness. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that speaks to us and reminds us of your love, that calls us once again to, to put our trust in you. We are so grateful, God. You are aware of the things that we bring with us into this time, into this moment, uh, whether we're gathered here in the room, or whether we're watching online. God, you are right here with us and you know us. You know our hearts. You know those things that weigh on us, those things that cause us grief or anxiety or pain. And we are so grateful, God, that we don't have to hide from you. We don't have to continue that pattern that we learned from Adam and Eve and, and those who've gone before us of, of trying to hide from you our mistakes or our shame or whatever it might be. Instead, you invite us to come out into the open to, to be honest with you about what we need and to find in you grace, healing, peace, wisdom, joy, all that we need, God, because you love us, because you are good. Yes. So thank you, God. <laughs> thank you for inviting us into this time of worship today as we start the new year on a, on a good foot, reminded of your love, confident of your grace and your presence with us. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, well, the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you.
Thanks. All right. The numbers are bad, so we're not going to greet each other, walk around the room and all that kind of stuff. But, but please, look around, give a wave to somebody that walked in after you did and say, oh, hey, I didn't, didn't know you're here. I'm glad to see you. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching us online, take a minute to jot in the comments, say, hey, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Couldn't make it, was afraid of the snow or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, and then you can go ahead and have a seat. And, uh, and man, I want to thank you guys for, for leading us again today. So grateful. And, uh, and I, I know I got to, I got to watch last week online as I was home, partly on vacation, partly homesick, um, but uh, I'm feeling a whole lot better today than I was. And, and again, further tests said, nope, not COVID, that you guys just caught some kind of weird sinus infection or something. And so I'm glad that we got to rest. And uh, I think Stacy and the boys are still home resting today. Uh, Stacy got hit with it after I did. I gave it to her. It's season of sharing, right? So I, sh- I shared it with her and uh, our boys had it at some point, but I think we're all doing a little bit better now. Let's see if I can find my way toward one of these. All right. As you're, uh, as you're settling in, hopefully you got one of those little, uh, little handouts as you came in. And uh, in there should be uh, something about uh, um, you know, this morning's service and different announcements, things going on around here. Uh, if you'd like, uh, at some point, you can, if you're here in the room, you can go back and there's the little green cards back by the offering box. You can let us know you're with us and, uh, and how we can pray for you, how we can thank God with you in this new year uh, and drop that in the offering box along with any gift you might be giving. If you're, or you can grab your phone and do like we invite all the folks online to do and uh, go to livinghope.info slash connect to fill out a digital version of that connect card and, and you can do, go to the give link to, to give online. Uh, Boy, with us, uh, with us starting a new year and just having closed the books on last year, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who are so generous and consistent and faithful in your giving uh, to support the everyday work of this church and our mission here in Valparaiso and around the world, and those of you who gave to help with uh, things like uh, Habitat for Humanity. Um, I don't know if you saw in the little slides that were going beforehand or if you see on the back of your notes there, but uh, you guys crushed our goal. You know, our first goal was what, like $6,000? And you guys blew past that, so we raised the goal to $10,000. And you guys, by the end of the year, in that last week, you guys flew past that goal by like 500 and something dollars. So thank you so much for being generous toward our neighbors in need, toward this family that's going to have this house. Some of you uh, put your you know, sweat and tears and make, hopefully not too much blood into uh, helping build the house and uh, on those build days and uh, and many 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 of you participated in giving toward it Uh, we're leaving that open just for one more day if you want to give to habitat uh, and you didn't get a chance to but you'd like to say you know I, i wanted to have some small part and you want to put a dollar in an envelope and write Habitat on it and drop it in the box, or you want to go to the Give link and, uh, and hit the drop down for Habitat and give a dollar or five dollars or whatever you want, that's fine. I didn't want to talk about it without it being, I'd actually closed it. At the end of the year, I'd like, okay, I went in, you know, onto the computer and I closed out the things so you couldn't pick Habitat from the drop down. Like, we hit our goal. That was for last year. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to stand up on Sunday. I'm going to celebrate this. And there might be somebody who says, well, hey, I want to give to that. Okay, you can give to it today, and then we're closing it, all right? And uh, so if you want to give to Habitat, today is your last chance. And uh, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a discipleship workshop coming up in like three weeks. If you want to be a part of that, uh, it's a Friday night and then Saturday morning. It's just in Chesterton, so you don't have to like be gone overnight or anything. But there's a, a couple hours Friday night and, and a, I think three hours uh, Saturday morning. Uh, go to that link that's mentioned there, livinghope.info slash gravity. Sorry, I don't have it to put on the screen, but uh, livinghope.info slash gravity because there's a discount code there. You get it for 25 bucks. So I would love for you to be a part of that. 
to learn from these folks at Gravity Leadership. I'm excited for it, and, and I would love to have you to be a part of it as well. Uh, and you can still give to the Warm a Home Tree if you'd like to give to First Contact to help some of your neighbors uh, keep the lights on or keep the heat running or and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's still out in the lobby. You can grab one of those tags and give to that, or you can give online. You can hit the little drop down and, uh, and pick the Good Neighbor Warm a Home Fund thing. And that'll work. All right. Um, you can take that off the screen now. Thanks. All right, she was doing it already. Cool. Uh, had one of those last-minute recruits saying, like, hey, Becca, can you click buttons over here? You've done this before, right? No, you haven't? Oh, well, let, me, let me show you how this works. And so you've done great. Thank you, Becca, for being willing to step up and, and click buttons for us this morning. Um, today, we're starting a new series for the new year uh, that will take us through the month of January and I think the first Sunday into February uh, about how to bless your neighbors. And, uh, and so you've got some notes there, and there'll be scriptures on the screen in just a minute. And the idea comes from these two brothers, Dave and John Ferguson. They're pastors in Chicago, or Chicago, Chicagoland area, a church called Community Christian Church. And they wrote a book called Bless, Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. And, uh, and so this series that we're going to do is very practical, very hands-on about how we can be a blessing to our neighbors. And I've got like 10 copies of this if you want them. They're out there on the table. But that's all I've got. All right? This isn't one where we got 70 copies and everyone take one and give one to a neighbor and all that. If you hear this morning's message and you think, hey, you know what? I want to dig more into that. I want to I read what they've got, the ideas they share in the book. You can take one. Let me know if you take one. All right? I'd love to know who ends up with them. And then that way I can follow up with you later and ask how you liked it and, and what you're doing with it. Okay? Because this is a series of, uh, of messages on stuff we can do. All right? Um, because each and every one of us in this room have been blessed. I don't know what you do at the, at the turn of the calendar year. Um, I know already Pastor Judy last week talked about how you know, most of us don't set resolutions or anything. And, and I know a few times in January when I've been getting up here to preach, I've asked, you know, how many of you set resolutions for the new year? And asked for a show of hands, like one person, you know. Like we all, I think, have given up on that idea. We might have hopes and dreams for things we want to accomplish in the new year. But, uh, but we tend not to set resolutions because, as, as she mentioned last week, we tend to fail at them, Right? We're like, oh, I want, to, I want to go to the gym every day. Wait, today's already the second? I already missed one? Eh, well, maybe next year. You know, we're just going to give up and say, yeah, well, then I guess I just won't do it. You know, and uh, we have lots of hopes, but we don't do, sometimes we don't do much to like actually help ourselves accomplish our goals. And this is going to be a series that is actual practical stuff that we can do to help our neighbors uh, discover that there is actually a God who loves them. We're going we're gonna to be talking about blessing our neighbors. So one thing, I don't know... Uh, to go back to the flip of the calendar year, um, I had seen somebody on Facebook share this little thing saying, uh, like, hey, what's something good that happened to you this past year? Uh, you know, it's easy for us to share the bad stuff. You know, we can all think of a whole bunch of bad that went on in 2021, right? 2020 was terrible. We all kind of went into 2021 thinking, hey, this has got to be better than that, right? And uh, what's the saying? 2021 said uh, to 2020, here, hold my beer. That's what they say, right? Like, like, let me show you how bad things can be. And, uh, and 21 was not great, you know. And so I know, it's, I think we're all kind of hesitant to think, will 2022 be better or not, you know. And, uh, but I saw this person say, like, well, what's something good that happened in 21? You know, and it could be small. And, and I mean, I was encouraged enough reading the things people shared that I shared it on my thing and had several people start listing things like, well, here's a good thing that happened. And we got to see, you know, this, this place or we got to visit with these people or, you know, these are, I graduated with this degree or all these different things that people were listing good things that had happened in 21. We, if we focus in on it, if we'll think about it, we, we are blessed in so many ways, even in the midst of all the junk that goes on in our lives. If we're willing to kind of count our blessings, we see that God is good all the time. 
He is faithful. He is good. And so we have been blessed, not just so that we can sit back and say like, ah, oh, it's so good to be blessed by God. You know, hashtag blessed, wonderful life. Uh, no, we are blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. And this is true from the very beginning of the Bible. We see that God blesses people so that they then can bless others. We see it all the way back in the very first book in Genesis, chapter 12. We see that God picks a guy named Abram. He ends up changing his name to Abraham. And, uh, <clears throat> but at this point in the story, his name's still Abram. And the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Five times in those three verses is that idea of blessing. God saying, I'm going to bless you, Abram, and through you, I'm going to bless others, including the whole world. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And we're going to come back to that in a little bit. But Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. This is how God works. God is a blessing God. God is not a God who's looking for a, a way to condemn you or judge you or, or give you a failing grade for this past year or for your life. God is looking for ways to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And in order to do that, sometimes part of that blessing is confronting you on some of your junk. Pastor Judy talked about that last week, right? We look back and we see like, oh man, you know, and the Holy Spirit convicts us and helps us to feel like this need to repent and to change and to, and to chart a new course. And God helps us to do that. He forgives us our sins and he gives us new life as we trust in him. That's a part of God blessing us so that then we can be a blessing, so that we can be a part of good happening in the world. And so our focus today and for this, this series, this, this message series, and my hope is maybe for this year, that each of us can just be looking for ways to be a blessing to the people around us, to bless our neighbors or to bless our coworkers or to bless our family members. You're probably going to end up with some particular sphere of, of your life that you're going you're to feel like God is saying, these are people, I've put you here so that you can bless them. I've put you in this neighborhood so you can bless some of these neighbors. And God's going to point out specific people that need someone to bless them, that need someone to go out of their way to care about them. Or he's going to tell you, I've put you in this classroom. You're about to start a new semester, students, right? You're all about to go into new classes, new, new people sitting next to you and all that good stuff. And I'm, I'm guessing, if you'll pay attention, if you'll kind of do some of the things that we'll talk about in a minute, that God will be pointing some people out to you. He might be a teacher, that God has sent you into their classroom to bless because that teacher's had a rough couple of years and God's sending you to be a blessing to that teacher or to that classmate or to someone else that you see in your school. It might be a neighbor. It might be a family member. It might be a coworker. It might be somebody that you just bump into on a regular basis around town and God is going to point them out to you and say, I want you to bless this person. I've blessed you. I've been good to you. I'm gonna, I want you to bless them. All right, and we're going to talk about some practical ways that we can do that. All right, so Abraham, blessed to be a blessing. And there's no better example of this in Scripture than Jesus, of course, right? Jesus was blessed with all of who God is and constantly, all the time, was going around blessing people. I just included one moment in there in Mark chapter 10 where he was even blessing people. Oh, well, I should stop before that, I guess. In his most famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, right? In Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, he starts that whole teaching by blessing a bunch of people that nobody else thought was blessed, right? The, the meek, the mourning, the hungry for justice, those people who are on the bottom end of life that no one else thought was blessed, Jesus pronounces blessing over them. 
This is what he did all the time. And he blesses some people that were looked down on in that day were children. And in Mark 10, we read people were bringing children to Jesus, so he'd bless them. And his disciples objected, if you've read the story. But Jesus insists, no. And it says he hugged the children and he blessed them. Jesus was all about blessing people, whether they, uh, <clears throat> whether they were um, aware of their need of it or not. Uh, but mostly he went to folks who knew they needed some help. People who were sick. People who were oppressed by evil. Uh, people who uh, were on the bottom rungs of life. Jesus went to them and, and lifted them up and blessed them and was good to them. We see one of these scenarios happen uh, in Luke chapter 19. Uh, the time I feel like we just looked at this not that long ago, but we're going to look at it again today because it's a great example of this. In Luke 19, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, and he, couldn't see over the, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. You guys are familiar with Zacchaeus, right? Uh, he was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. That's how the song goes that I learned anyway growing up. Um, and because he wanted to see Jesus, he climbs up in the street. He was a, a chief tax collector. He was like in charge of the other tax collectors apparently. And he was wealthy. And he was despised. Nobody liked tax collectors in part because of the, they were cooperating with the Roman oppressors and collecting taxes for them. But in part because of the way they were paid, they, would, uh, they basically just tacked on some commission for themselves. And so if you were supposed to be paying 10% to Rome, they would just write your bill up as 15% and collect that 5% for themselves. And they just, this is how they were, and everybody knew this. And so Zacchaeus had gotten wealthy off the backs of his neighbors, and nobody liked Zacchaeus. So, but he wants to know who Jesus is. So he's climbed a tree. That's probably an embarrassing thing for a person of his, I was going to say his stature, <laughs> uh, but a person of his position, you know, in society, to be seen climbing a tree, and he's waiting. And it says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. And said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Now, I know this seems strange to you and to me because inviting yourself over is something you're not supposed to do, right? Um, we're not supposed to invite ourselves over. I've had Stacy say that to me before in, in the past times. Like, you know, I'm talking to somebody and we're hanging, you know, like, oh, let's do this thing. And she's like, you know, you just invited yourself to that, right? And like, oh, ew, yeah, I guess I did. Okay, sorry, but they seemed okay. Um, Jesus invites himself over to this guy's house, but in that culture especially, to, to be, he's giving Zacchaeus the enormous honor of hosting him. Everyone wants to see who Jesus is. Jesus is well known. This is like a celebrity showing up at your door and saying, hey, I'd like to stay at your place. And you're like, what, seriously? Yes, yes, please, please. You know, Zacchaeus is thrilled that Jesus wants to stay with him. And well, listen to what happened. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. How could he go be and be a guest of this guy? This is Jesus supposed to be this, this prophet, this man of God, and he's going to this, this guy who's, who's cheated his neighbors out of who knows how much money, who's joined with the Roman oppressors, who's this you know, notorious sinner. How could he go and honor him in this way? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house. Because this man too, I feel like he's kind of looking around now at some of the crowd. This man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man, referring to himself, came to seek and to save the lost. And he's acknowledging, yes, Zacchaeus was lost. But today, 
Salvation has come to this house. Not tomorrow, not once the check clears that Zacchaeus is writing to all the people he's wronged. He says, today, this man has discovered salvation. This man has discovered what it means to have your life transformed by God, by God's grace, by God blessing us when we don't deserve it. Zacchaeus was blessed even though he didn't deserve it, and it changed his life. And now he's turning around and instantly looking for ways to be a blessing to others. Abraham, blessed to be a blessing. Jesus, blessed to be a blessing. Zacchaeus, blessed to be a blessing. And now us. We are blessed to be a blessing. If you look at Galatians chapter 3 there in your notes, uh, the Apostle Paul says, Understand then that those who have faith, those who are trusting God, are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles, that's all the non-Jews, all the people who weren't physical descendants of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify all the rest of us by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. That's what we just looked at in Genesis 12. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Paul, who's dealing with this early church made up of, of Jewish believers and Gentile believers who are trying to get along and trying to figure out, okay, how does this all work? That, you know, Jesus uh, and you know, God, had, God had made all these promises and been working through Abraham and his descendants, and Jesus comes to us through uh, the Jewish people and was himself a Jew, and all the earliest followers were Jews. And, but now all these Gentiles are coming to faith, and, and do they need to convert or do they not need to convert? And what do we do? How do we all get along? How do all these people who disagree about so much fit together into one new family. Uh, we can't relate to any of that at all, can we, today? People who disagree with each other vehemently and want to disown each other or unfriend each other or whatever, you know, how, how can they actually come together and be part of one family, trusting in Christ? And he's saying, look, it's because we have faith, because like Abraham, we're trusting God, trusting in God's goodness. Whether you're Jew, whether you're Gentile, it doesn't matter. Whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat, it doesn't matter whatever, all these things that might divide us doesn't matter. He says, if we're trusting in God, then we are children of Abraham and we are blessed along with him. The whole world, all the nations, all the peoples, blessed through Abraham. And just like Abraham was blessed to be a blessing, we now are blessed to be a blessing to others. Now, I know some of you are like... Uh, already starting to get a little uncomfortable. So you can kind of feel where this is going. Like, uh-oh. He's talking about blessing others. Talking about people who, like, you know, maybe aren't part of any church or that kind of a thing. And, and uh, I'm afraid he's going to talk to us about, like, evangelism or something, you know. Um, you've heard this word, right? Evangelism. It's, it's this word about sharing the good news with people. Like, telling people about Jesus, which is like a scary thing for us. Because I don't know about you, but I've tried that before, and it doesn't always go real well, right? Um, I've tried talking to people about Jesus. I've, I've done it in all sorts of different ways. Back in college, we would, we would go up to Chicago, because we were at Olivet, just like an hour south of Chicago. And we'd, we'd drive up there on Friday nights, and we'd hang out, and we'd, like, hand out tracts. Those, you know, those little booklets that tell people, you know, like, God loves you? The good ones at least tell you God loves you. The bad ones, like, you're a dirty, rotten sinner, you're going to hell, you know. But we would, we would you know, give people stuff, and we would talk to people on the street trying to introduce people to Jesus. And, and we'd talk to folks who were in great need. Uh, we were just down the road where we would go from the YMCA, which at the time was a place where a lot of people stayed, couldn't afford any place else. And, and we would end up taking people into the McDonald's there and, and sitting down and buying them a meal and talking to them or whatever. And, and um, there's a whole group of us that would go up and do this. And that, you know, it's okay, you know, we had some conversations, 
You know, we didn't have anybody like throw anything at us or push us in the street or anything like that. So that was all right. But some of you know, you've brought up your faith and religion. You brought up Jesus sometime with family, perhaps at a family gathering. And people look at you like, what are you doing bringing up religion? Right. It's one of those things you don't talk about uh, at a family gathering. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about politics. You know, just, just like, let's just keep it, you know, calm here. This doesn't, we're not talking about something that's terrifying, all right? We are talking about sharing your faith with others, but not in a way that is uh, you trying to sell people anything or anything at all, really, that's going to make you feel like smarmy or slimy or any of that stuff, all right? Uh, it's just God has blessed you, and now you get to share that blessing with others. It's not even about, like, bringing people to this church, although that might end up happening. Who knows? Uh, it's about us as a church going and being a blessing to others, right? That's what this is about, is how can we bless our neighbors? How can we bless the people that God has put us into contact with? And if that leads to them coming to our church someday, great. If that leads them going to some other church, wonderful. If that leads to them not going to any church, but feeling better about themselves and knowing that there's a God who loves them and that there's a person who cares about them enough to, to bless them and to, hey, that's, that's a positive step in a good direction, all right? So this is not uh, let's make 2022 a year that we grow our church or anything like that. This is, let's make this a year where we are a blessing to our neighbors, each and every one of us, seeing how we can do this in everyday, simple, practical ways. Right? Because we do have good news to share. Uh, that's what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, when anyone lives in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. It's a perfect verse to read on first Sunday of the new year. All this is from God. He brought us back to himself through Christ's death on the cross, and he's given us the task of bringing others back to him through Christ. God was bringing the world back to himself through Christ. He didn't hold people's sins against them. God has trusted us with the message that people may be brought back to him. That's, that's good news right there, to be able to tell somebody, look, God's not holding your sins against you. you know, that you can have a fresh start, that you can find your way back to God. This is good news. And, and each and every one of us, including me, are here because someone else has done this for us. Because someone was willing to bless us. For me, it was, it was my parents. right? And many of you know my parents because my mom's back there teaching some kids right now. My dad, oh, not as many of you know my dad. He's, uh, he's a, a retired, I'll put that in quotes, a retired pastor who uh, spends almost every Sunday filling in at some other church. Uh, especially churches that are in between pastors. And he goes and spends months there uh, you know, preaching to them on Sunday morning and loving them and, and looking forward to the day that they can call a pastor. And, uh, but my parents did a great job as I was growing up of modeling this, of not just blessing me and my sister, you know, and passing on to us the blessings they'd received from God, but, but we saw them bless others. We saw them pray for other people. We saw them give to other people, care about people, help other people. We saw that they, they were living lives where they knew, God, you have blessed us, so we want to bless others. And, and seeing this, that this was true in their lives and not just something they talked about on Sundays led to both me and my sister from a very young age deciding, well, yeah, we want to be a part of that, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm going to trust Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to follow him. Of course. Why wouldn't I? So the idea here is that you've been blessed so that you can be a blessing to others, right? Some of that will include talking about Jesus. A lot of it's just going to be being good to people, right? 
In fact, these are, the, these are the practices right here, the things that I'm going to be encouraging us to do, and we're going to spend basically one Sunday looking at each of these, all right? So they call it blessed, it's blessed, B-L-E-S-S, all right? So each letter stands for something, and the first one is just begin with prayer. This is the worst of the lot, okay, in terms of making it fit the bless, because it's like begin. Okay, great. Begin with prayer. Plus didn't sound as good, I think, so they made it bless. So <clears throat> a P for, for prayer at the beginning wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. Begin with prayer. This is how you discover who it is that God wants you to bless. This is how you go about the mission every day. Um, oh, I forgot to say something about Zacchaeus and his story. Do you remember how that story started? Jesus gets to Jericho and was passing through. Jesus didn't arrive in Jericho thinking like, I'm going to find that Zacchaeus fellow. I'm going to look him up. I'm going to, I'm going to spend the day at his house. This wasn't a pre-planned thing. Jesus is just passing through. And as he's passing through, he notices someone in need of blessing, in need of new life and new hope. And he blesses Zacchaeus with his presence, and Zacchaeus' life is changed. This is something that happens as we go through life. If we'll begin with prayer, if we'll just start saying, okay, God, who do you want me to bless today? Or, okay, God, we're going back to school tomorrow. Um, Please help me to have eyes open to see if there's anybody that needs, needs blessed by you, by me. We begin with prayer. We invite God to lead us, and surprise, surprise, he does. And the the L, then, is listen, right? Listen. Unfortunately, we Christians are known better for talking than for listening, all right? But this is part of being a blessing to others is actually listening to them, giving them the gift of your attentive ears and saying, I want to know you better. I want to know what you're going through. I'd like to get to know you, you know, just... Listen to them. Hear their stories. Um, <clears throat> there's a pollster named uh, Barna who did a, a, a study of people who don't go to church anywhere and asked them like what they were looking for. So if you're thinking right now of like friends, family, neighbors, classmates, people who like, you know, aren't a part of any church, he, he asked them, what, what kinds of things would, would you be looking for in someone like a Christian friend or something like that? And they, they gave three things. They said, and in this order, first is someone who would listen without judgment. That was the very first thing that they were looking for and that they have trouble finding, right? Because we're, when we Christians do listen, then we tend to like look for those things we disagree with or look for those ways that we can then tell them that they're wrong or something like that, which is so sad. They're looking for someone who will just listen without judgment, someone who will let them draw their own conclusions instead of trying to force a conclusion on them. And then someone who, yeah, has confidence in sharing their own perspective after they have listened, after they have let them draw their own conclusions. Someone who's willing to then be open about their own faith journey and what they believe or what they think about God. So we begin with prayer and then listen is something that honestly is something that we could do a whole lot better at. And if we'll, if we'll just listen to the people around us, that is one way to bless them. And then E is something that I think we're all pretty good at, eat, right? Now, this is a little tricky to think about when in the middle of a pandemic and with numbers going the wrong way. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go eat with someone right now, you know. Um, <clears throat> but as things, I, I'm, I'm still hopeful and trusting that things are not always going to be this way. And, uh, and some of you already are like, hey, I'm vaccinated, they're vaccinated, we're going to go eat, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but there's something about food and sitting down over food that, like, changes the, the nature of a conversation. I love sitting down with people over food, any chance I get. And, uh, 
And so this is a part of blessing people is just, you know, invite them for, for a meal, invite them for coffee, have that conversation where you get to listen to them. Begin with prayer, listen, eat. And then if you do those things, they're going to tell you some ways that you can do this next one. And that's to serve. You will hear some things in their life where they could use some help, where they could use some encouragement, where they need someone to go out of their way to do something. And this might be, you, you might sense God nudging you saying like, yep, that's, that's what you could do. You could help them with this. You could encourage them in this way. You could serve them. So you'll find some way to serve before finally the last letter S is to share your story. What, what is your story about God, about life, about the, the role that God plays in your life, about the difference he's made for you? You have a chance to do that, provided you begin with prayer and you listen and hopefully even eat with them you know, and serve them. I think a lot of times when we, we hear this whole like evangelism idea or like we're, our call is to like go and, and make disciples or to, to spread the good news, to be, to be Jesus' witnesses, and we just think of that last part. We just think, oh, I got to get out there and I got to talk to people. I got to like tell the story of Jesus or I got to tell them my story or I got to try to, you know, make the sale, close the deal, something like that. And that's not what this is, right? This is, this is ways that we can plant seeds. We can water seeds that others have planted. And God's the one who makes things grow, right? God's the one who's going to help faith to grow in their life uh, or, or not. You know, that's, that's not on you. It's not on me. You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. We just work with God in the work he's doing in the world. We play our part to be a blessing, to share with others the blessings he has given to us. And if we do this, I mean, then we've done a good thing, no matter what. No matter if that friend that God sends you to ever you know, becomes a Christian or not, or ever you know, comes with you to church, you have still done your part. You have still been a blessing, and you get to share in the joy of God working through you to bless someone else. But really, even just from the practical standpoint of like, if you do want to invite someone to church, if you are super hopeful that like this person might come to faith in Christ, I know that some of you are. Some of you have family members, some of you have neighbors, people you've been praying for for years, people that you're like, God, please, I, I so much want them to discover you and discover new life in you, to discover the joy that I have found and the forgiveness that I've found and all the rest. The, the best way to help someone discover Christ and find their way back to God is to Find ways to bless them. There actually was a, a study done. Someone did their PhD uh, dissertation on this. And if you, if you do grab this book, you'll, you'll read about this. There was groups that were going to Thailand as missionaries. Two different groups. And they had two different approaches. <clears throat> One group said, you know, our goal is just to go and be a blessing to people. To, to, to help people with whatever they need. We're just going to go and try to do some, some social good for folks. And yes, we would like them to come to faith in Christ. And yes, we'd love for them to, to become a part of this you know, new, new church that we're starting. But our goal, our emphasis is going to be just on blessing people. And the other group that went, their focus was on conversion. They weren't so concerned about like doing the good, you know, good deeds or whatever. Their goal was just to, to tell people about Jesus and to help them come to faith in Christ. And they looked at those two groups after whatever period of time. And the one group had done all kinds of good in the community right? Lots of improvements in the community, and people had been lifted out of poverty, and all kinds of good things happening where they had gone. People blessed, truly blessed by them. And they had seen a whole lot more people actually come to faith in Christ than this group where that was their only focus. 
this group that was like all just focused on, yeah, we don't want to do all that other stuff. We just want to tell people about Jesus and help them come to faith in Christ. That group had like a couple of folks that had come to faith in Christ. And this group had like 50 folks that had come to faith in Christ because they'd just been focusing on doing what Jesus did, on blessing other people. They'd been blessed. They wanted to be a blessing. And they knew if we let the love of God and the grace of God flow through us, that's going to have an impact. That's going to make a difference in people's lives. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going, to, we're going to spend some time looking at each of those very practical stuff. Next week, I'm going to be encouraging you to think of some people you can be praying for. And, and you might start that even now. Even now, you might say, okay, I'm supposed to begin with prayer. So God, uh, please guide me this week as I go back to school, uh, as I you know, leave whatever I've been doing now, these last little holiday break, whatever. As I, as I see people tomorrow, as I see people this week, would you provide me opportunities to be a blessing? And just follow God's lead. Uh, in a minute here, we're going to celebrate communion. But first, I want to I look back at Zacchaeus for a second. Zacchaeus was, uh, <clears throat> you know, living a life far from God, a life of greed, uh, despised and alone. And then all of a sudden, he's got Jesus at his table being gracious to him, being good. That's, that's what we're going to experience here in just a moment with the celebration of communion. Gathered together at the table of Jesus. And uh, if you've been at odds with God, please know he is not far from you. He is right here. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. Uh, you are not despised. You are blessed. God loves you and invites you uh, to experience the blessings of his grace. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for those who have blessed us in all the different ways that your blessings have flowed, flowed into our lives through the people that you've placed in our lives down through the years. Thank you that we have an opportunity to be used by you to be a blessing to others. God, I'm excited just for myself for, uh, for these practical, simple ways um, that you're going to help me to bless the people around me this year. I pray, God, that you would help all of us to, to have our antennas up, to be tuned in to your Holy Spirit, that we would begin with prayer, inviting you to lead us, and to, to open our eyes, to, to see the opportunities that we have to, to listen to folks and to serve folks and, and even to eat with some folks and to have a chance to share our story of your grace at work in our lives. Thank you, God, for that grace. Thank you for your work setting us free from sin, leading us into a new life that even when life is hard, we have you giving us strength. We have you uh, helping us to experience peace in the midst of troubled times. We have you being gracious and good. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with us. We know that you're leading us into this new year and that you are going to be at work in the world. We just want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of the work that you're doing. Thank you, God. Thank you for the chance that we get today in the, in the sacrament of communion where we get to celebrate your grace showing up in our lives in Jesus Christ. We offer to you these gifts of bread and juice. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit's presence here, we might meet our Savior, crucified and risen. We might meet him in his body 
and in his blood. We remember, Jesus, that as you gathered with your disciples, you gave them bread and said, eat this, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You gave them the cup and you said, drink this. This is my blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This seals the new agreement, the new covenant between God and humanity. And you drink this, do it in remembrance of me. So today we do remember your great grace and love that you have shown us. As you allowed, Lord Jesus, the, the grace of our God to flow through you into our lives today. As you conquered sin and death and the devil to set us free. So today we offer you ourselves. We acknowledge our need of your grace, your forgiveness, your mercy, your love. We admit our sins, the ways that we have failed, and especially as we're, as we're looking back at one year and looking ahead at the next year, <clears throat> God, we're aware of the many ways that we did not live the life you wanted us to live this past year. We acknowledge that to you today. The, the good things you wanted us to do that we just didn't, didn't ever get to. The, the things that, frankly, were more about us and our own selfishness, the sins we committed that we, we shouldn't have. God, today we confess all of that to you. We admit it, and we turn from it. We turn toward you. We repent. Thank you for being gracious and forgiving our sins through Jesus Christ. Thank you that your Holy Spirit invites us into a new life here and now that extends into this new year and into eternity, life with you. Thank you, God. We celebrate that today. We offer you ourselves. Pray that by your Spirit's work that we might be transformed, that we might live in this world as the body of Christ as your hands and feet, allowing your blessings to flow through us to a world that so desperately needs it. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, the high sides are going to come, and they're going to lead us in one last song as we celebrate communion together. Uh, I'll be down here with a basket of bread and a cup of juice. And as we sing, you're invited to come forward, take bread, dip it in the juice, and eat it, and then return to your seats. Uh, we've got the regular bread, the gluten-free, and we've got the little, the little individual cups if you'd rather take one of those with you. Uh, or if you're seated at one of the tables and you don't want to join the procession, you can also celebrate right there uh, as we sing. You can take the cup and peel it back and get to the bread and and, and get to the juice. So this is open to all of us who are saying yes to Jesus today, all of us who are thankful for his grace, uh, who are celebrating his love for us. Let's give him thanks today.
created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now. I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you. I run to the Father. So I'll run to 
Father again and again. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to wait. My heart found a surgeon. My soul found a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again and again. Thank you, God, that we can run to you, to your throne of grace, and find you uh, giving us the grace and the mercy that we need. Fill us with the Spirit of Christ today, we pray, so that as we leave this place, we might go uh, as the body of Christ, as your sons and daughters, as a people who are ready and willing to share with others the, the grace that you have given to us. Help us, God, to be a blessing to the people you send us to this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.